Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. A lot of talk about TikTok. TikTok, the app. Is it a Chinese security threat? Yes, says the U.S. Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, Amazon.com first told employees to delete the TikTok app, and then they reversed themselves. The Wells Fargo Bank has told everyone who works for them and has a, a company-owned mobile device to delete TikTok because they are afraid that China is collecting data through the company that owns and runs TikTok. We're joined by David Fraser, Privacy Law Blog. Check it out online, Internet Privacy Lawyer with McKinnis Cooper in Halifax. We go to David for these issues on a regular basis. basis. David, thank you for the time. Just generically, it's difficult to view China through anything but a lens of suspicion these days. Uh, how does TikTok fit into the overall picture? Well, I think it's completely consistent with what you just said. It, it kind of merits a suspicious and perhaps even cynical look. Um, so Chinese companies are, are notoriously closely associated with the Chinese government. Um, and of course, if you're a company doing business in China, whether you're Chinese owned, you're probably subject to Chinese laws, which could involve uh, compelling production of data or even kind of jacking in directly into that, uh, into that data stream. And kind of on its face, TikTok is a pretty innocuous app. It's the relatively short videos with people doing kind of foolish things or dancing or, or, or what have you. But I think the concern is that the app itself might be a little bit of a Trojan horse on people's mobile devices. Uh, and this, this concern became a little bit more acute in the last little bit when Apple updated its operating system, which meant that it, it kind of introduced some additional security measures and some additional alerts to users and made users aware that TikTok, even when it was in the background, so not running, so you weren't actually using the app, uh, it had access to the clipboard. And so that's everything you cut and paste. Uh, and a number of, for example, password manager apps use the clipboard in order to autofill passwords. So there's always the risk that uh, even if it's not looking for data on your device to hoover off, if it captures your username and password that you've used to log into, for example, your work email, uh, that could be compromised. And even if you use kind of two-factor authentication, so you get a notification, you get a text message with like a six-digit number to complete your login, you're going to copy and paste that too. And so uh, I think that there, there are reasonable concerns. I think people should also be just generally concerned about what apps they run on their devices at all, uh, because not only is there the concern about kind of perhaps state-sponsored intrusions uh, and those who are vulnerable because of the country in which they reside, there's a whole lot of sketchy people out there who are also looking to take advantage of, of us. And so yeah. I think that, that even uh, even kind of regular people, people who don't have kind of the, the Amazon or the Wells Fargo security department behind them, but I think regular people should be thinking carefully about, do I trust this company before I put this app on my phone? 
I should be paying pretty close attention to the alerts and notifications, yeah. particularly about permissions. Yeah. Why does we, it want to know my location? Yeah, well, exactly. Why, would, why does it want to access my phone? Why does it want to access what else I'm doing? This is not why I have this particular app on my phone. I have the app on my phone, David, because some, one of my friends called me and said, hey, you should download this. It's fun. That's not good yeah. enough. Yeah, my, absolutely. My, my son uses it all the time, and he said, oh, I should get on TikTok. I should be privacy lawyer on TikTok and do little little kind of 30-second tutorials about your, about your privacy. Well, that's an interesting question, uh, interesting <laughs> yeah. proposition, yeah. but... Uh, Anyways, I haven't uh, haven't made the leap yet, but <laughs> what do you make of Amazon's decision to first ban and then unban TikTok from employee mobile devices, and then Wells Fargo ordering employees some time ago, I think, to remove TikTok from their company-owned mobile devices? What do you make of the the Amazon decision? Well, the Amazon one is a little bit perplexing because they said, "Oh well, it was a legit email that went out to all of our employees, but it was a clerical error." And so uh, what, in fact, it, it might have been, and this is obviously kind of connecting a whole bunch of dots without any firsthand facts, is that they might have sent that alert to their IT folks, to the folks who are actually kind of working in highly sensitive areas where managing Amazon not only kind of sends stuff to your house, uh, but Amazon also manages massive data centers that they rent out services to a large number of, of companies. Most of what we think of as the Internet actually runs off of Amazon servers. And so you wouldn't want to have IT managers who have had a privileged access to all this infrastructure to have compromised devices. And likewise, I can understand with a bank, uh, if you have uh, employees who are able to log into kind of the back end of a, of a bank system, you want to make sure that, that whatever they're using to do it is absolutely secure. I know that, that on, uh, so I have a, a law firm issued device um, and it uses special software. So it has essentially two personalities. So it has a work side and it has a personal side and the two can't access each other. And so there's technology that has been developed in order to try to reduce these sorts of risks, recognizing that, that you know, your life is on your mobile phone, that, mm -hmm. uh, that not only are you are you accessing your work email, you're doing your personal email, you're FaceTiming your friends and all these sorts of things. Um, and it, But it's absolutely a legitimate concern for employers to think about. And uh, it used to be much more common, you would see people with two phones, one was kind of the work phone, and the other one was their personal one. Um, no, you're pointing at me right now. <laughs> pointing myself as well you call it a, a duty phone and a booty phone yeah, yeah exactly well put. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey david I, I would imagine the people listening to the program right now are wondering well what should i do about the apps that i've downloaded i kind of like them but but i'm a little worried about what i'm hearing so what is there a ground rule for example let's go back to the china issue are china-based tech companies routinely scouring and recording personal information of individuals subscribing to apps and services or is, is it more broad-based than that we don't we don't know that necessarily and and one thing that, that we're really lucky to have is a large number of security researchers out there who scrutinize these things who, who analyze kind of what data gets transmitted off the phone to try to figure out hey is this weird what what what's going on but for most of us most people i don't think kind of follow all those kind of security nerds on on twitter and, and elsewhere but i think it probably it makes a lot of sense to do a couple of things one is to go through your phone and uninstall any apps that you're not regularly using and for the for the apps that you are go to the play store or go to the uh, go to the apple store uh, and look at look at the information about the about the company look at the comments for example uh, in some cases it might make sense to uninstall and then reinstall it and take a look at the permissions that it's asking for. Like, is this a little more than, than why does it want to access my contacts? 
Um, and you can also go into your, your app settings and you can probably toggle those, the, that, that access. And I think that makes a lot of sense. But it also yeah. makes sense to go into your Google account, your Twitter account, all these other ones. And in the security settings, you can find out what connections might have been made. So you might have granted some app access to your Gmail account or your Twitter account three years ago, and that might still be active. And you have no idea whether the company has been taken over by somebody sketchy. And so it makes sense every six months or so to, to kind of do your own self-security audit. You know, things have changed so much. I remember some years ago, I was surprised when you told me that our mobile devices track our movements. This wasn't gen generically known at the time. This was at the beginning of the awareness of the intrusive possibilities of online programs and activities we engage in with confidence of security or assume we're safe. So the question is, where are we going to be in five years' time? Well, I, I think it's a bit of a cat-and-mouse game um, and a bit of a whack-a-mole game. But one thing that, that I have a lot of confidence in is both Apple and Google and Samsung are uh, putting a whole lot of effort into trying to make our devices as secure as they can uh, and to surface and bring to our attention security risks. And so while <laughs> it, it, you'll never end up with perfect security anywhere, uh, they're doing a pretty good job of, of, of surfacing these sorts of things. But, you know, often, I think the last time we spoke, we might have been speaking about the Tim Hortons app, uh, which was tracking people's people's movements. That's, one That's right, we were. The phone company needs to know where your phone is, uh, but does Tim Hortons need to know where you are at all times? Um, probably not. And so the, the, the more kind of sunlight that gets cast on these sorts of issues by you and journalists and security researchers and others, um, I think that immediately, as soon as they, Tim Hortons got questions about this, they changed their app. Um, and so these sorts of questions are, are, are very important in making sure that uh, the companies are as transparent as they need to be. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, frankly, I, I would also just want to make sure that obviously Tim Hortons is a super strong brand in Canada. Um, but maybe think about, you know, maybe I'm only going to use apps on my phone uh, that I have a lot of confidence in, that I know where they're from. There's a there's a there's kind of a, a, a brand identity that I have confidence in. Um, and some things, for example, TikTok, if you want to watch TikTok, you can do that in a browser um, and you're not giving them any any additional information. And so there's a That's lot of services that you might yeah. be able to use yeah. in a web browser. Yeah, for sure. One more quick question for you. Uh, Huawei and Canada's 5G network, uh, we don't really yet have a conclusive uh, uh, decision on this. What's the right uh, thing to do? And I think probably the, the, the prudent thing to do is to not use Huawei. <laughs> Because even though, so, so Huawei is a manufacturer of, of a whole lot of things, including the infrastructure that can run our telecommunication system. Right. And the way these systems work these days is they get auto-updated and patched from their, from their manufacturers. And okay. so even if you installed something right now and it was perfect, it was absolutely secure, there's always a risk that something, if things change geopolitically, uh, right. The back doors could be implanted in, into them, and I think that's too much of it. We rely so much on our telecommunication system; yeah. that it's, it's just too high a risk to, to take. David, thank you so much. Uh, always appreciate the opportunity to speak with you, with you. I always learn something, and we get great response from our listeners as well. All the best. It's always a pleasure. You take care, Roy. Yeah, David Fraser, Privacy Law Blog, Internet Privacy Lawyer, McKinnis Cooper in Halifax. If you want to hear more. Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. 
And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.